0: are listening to Reflections Over Coffee a place for genuine vibes and personal transformation grab your favorite cup of coffee and join us hello good morning good afternoon good evening Good night, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Reflections Over Coffee. This is Heba Khairi, and I'm delighted to have you today on our first episode ever, which is very exciting. Reflections Over Coffee is a place where we can have real conversations, genuine discussions about topics that almost every human being can relate to hope this episode would be the beginning of an enjoyable podcast that you would find insightful and entertaining as well. Today I have uh, Vivian who is joining us from Dubai. USA. Hello okay. Hi. Hi. Hi, Vivian. Hi, thank
1: you. Thank you for having
0: me. And I have Colin who's joining us from London, UK. Great to have you. Colin. Hello, Heather.
2: how are you? Hello Vivian. How are you as well? Okay.
0: So I'm joining you guys today from uh, Alexandria, Egypt, um, specifically from my living room on the couch. So this podcast is called Reflections Over Coffee. So as a tradition, everyone who's joining the podcast should have their favorite cup of coffee with them. Yeah. You know, conversations over coffee are much more
1: enjoyable. You know? <laughs> that is so true.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if you're listening to us now and you don't have your cup of coffee, I would recommend that you press pause. And Go grab one and come back and we'll be waiting for you. So Vivian, what's your coffee for today?
1: Mine is a beautiful cappuccino and I was a little naughty today. So for some extra energy, I put in one sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So about you, Well, problem.
2: I'll be the first person to, to kind of break the stereotype and actually confess that I'm not, a major coffee drinker. Neither do I drink coffee at all. However, I have my favorite drink oh. and it's water. Oh. And that's oh. gonna keep me going for a long time. Very good. Oh okay. that
1: just...
0: <laughs> you don't drink any other drinks other than water? I just
2: love water. It's just something about it. So that's me keeping it real.
0: <laughs> oh that's that's great. In that case I have to keep it real as well. Uh, we're in Ramadan guys so I'm fasting. <laughs> so, so I'm supposed to have a vanilla cappuccino I prepared it and everything but and then recognized that we're going to be recording you know during fasting time so I'll I'll drink that after in inshallah.
2: <laughs> That's keeping it real.
0: We're ruining the the theme like since the first episode <laughs> so it's fine.
2: <laughs> this is a one off.
0: <laughs> okay so Our topic for today is called uh, Comfort Zone. To kick off our discussion, we'll start with a nice story that's um, inspired by the book Flip It by Michael Heppel. I would recommend this book for people who are starting to read self-help books, uh, as it's a very, very simple book with very simple concept. The whole idea of it is flipping it or flipping your perspective or looking at every area of your life with a more positive and productive uh, perspective so here's the story mm-hmm. are you ready Yeah, ready okay so uh for the past 20 years the heppel family used to order the same exact meal from the chinese restaurant it was their favorite meal meal number 37. so one day the restaurant team made a mistake and sent them meal number 78 They were extremely frustrated and annoyed as they were extremely hungry. So after a series of discussions about whether to return the wrong meal and replace it with their favorite meal number 37, or to taste the new meal, they finally decided to taste meal number 78. So surprise, meal number 78 was incredibly delicious. It was even more delicious than meal number 37. Meal number 78 has always been on the menu for the past 20 years, waiting for the day they would decide
1: to write. All right, hmm. so guys, what are your initial insights about the story? I think it sort of denotes very much what today's living is about, that our home is our comfort. Um, it's a safe place from the outside world, and very much like the meal, I think, what was it, number 32, is like a comfortable pair of slippers. They make you feel safe um, and you can trust the results and it's reliable. Um, And people don't want to lose something that they perceive as valuable. So the value here is, I think, uh, is comfort and trust and reliability and taking them out of that comfort zone, which is all of a sudden getting a meal that is completely not what they ordered is very much like we are experiencing today as well. It's The changes are out there and, and we sometimes can't get to grips with them. And then once we do, we actually realise they're not as bad as we thought they would be. That's sort of my take on it.
2: Very interesting, Vivian, very interesting. We're, as human beings, I, I think that we either have that propensity to think that we are or we should follow a set path and mm-hmm. anything outside of that path creates panic in all of us but then it, we have mm-hmm. to recognize that in this world we live in there's so much joy and there's so much there's so many options out there that if we just stepped out of that comfort zone in actual fact that's where we were supposed to be that that path was just waiting for us so we need to look for serendipity in our lives we need to look for those things that actually keep us alive because ultimately we're just ticking boxes otherwise so my view on the story of on uh, meal number 38 and uh, 74 is unless
0: I was
2: just, 37. Did or I 17. think wrong. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I, I think wrong as well. So that's two of us. We can
0: call it their, their favorite meal yeah, and their, yeah, the favorite and the new meal and the new meal.
2: meal. The yeah. fact is, well, why don't we try something different? Why don't we have a different conversation? Why don't we have different flavors in our lives? Because if we, we're used to taking one thing, we'll never know what's lurking around the corner. And so, I think it's that human being and that human notion to always want to be comfortable and understand what's in front of us, when in actual fact, there's so much more there's out there that can give us delight and give us pleasure, not only for ourselves, but those around us who are loved ones and those we care about. So that would be my initial thoughts.
0: When I read this um, story for the first time, the phrase that came to mind is, it's easier to stick to the devil yeah. you know. <laughs> I think that the whole idea of the comfort zone is just to feel um that you do what you do the way you always did it mm. you don't have to challenge yourself or push yourself you know into territories that w- you would be new or different or you you don't have to feel that you need to think or oh, exhaust <laughs> you know or adapt to anything it's just you know it's just like home, like you said, like a comfortable pair of slippers, you know, <laughs> talking about your metaphor, you know, when you have a guest at home and maybe your mom, you know, offered your slippers to your guest, <laughs> and you, you have to wear another pair of slippers that's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you just have to adapt, you know, like with a new situation. And that's, that's a very simple you know,
1: metaphor. To Do you know, that. the story um, actually made me think of, um, I don't know if you guys ever watched the, um, the best exotic Marigold Hotel
2: yes i did
1: yeah um patel is this really quirky out there fun don't worry it doesn't work i'm gonna make a plan um type of hotel manager and he may he makes a quote that was actually done i think a long time ago by john lennon correct me if i'm right or wrong um and he says everything will be all right in the end um if it's not all right it's not the end <laughs> i think that for me is change isn't it it's <laughs> You know, it's it's pushing us out to those limits. And you go, oh, actually, it's, it's not so bad as I thought. And at least I tried.
2: Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it's mm. just like anything in life. It's learning a new language or being exposed to something that we weren't comfortable with or someone learning to drive. It's yeah. building that muscle and that mm. capacity to feel that, you know what, I can add more to myself or I could learn more. So classic human condition is always to to default to what we know or who we know but in actual fact when we step out of our comfort zone that's when we start to see the delights of life and start to really live life for what it is it's that adventure and that exposure that I would always look for to be fair yeah
0: well said you know Vivian your quote it reminded me of something when you said if it's not okay it's not the end Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been listening to a recording by some coaches a few years back that they were talking about the idea that some clients are addicted to suffering
1: yeah wow.
0: and um and that's that was very interesting because suffering kind of became a comfort zone yeah you know the comfort zone is not always
1: comfortable yeah. which is interesting because i i think sometimes change is brought about by conflicting emotions and one of them's pain and the other one's desire and i think pain sometimes pushes us because we think oh, I hate my job or I don't like my life or I don't like the way I look and, and you suffer because of it. And desire is something you really want. So it almost, it drives you towards that. It pulls you towards that. So it's the conflict between those two. It's a fine balance and it's the the end of it is actually, and the hardest part is making the decision and, and committing. But hmm. um, I think some people do find comfort in, in pain and, and you know it's almost changes putting away your blame list. You know, it's so easy to have your little blame list yeah. and say, well, I couldn't because I was pregnant. I couldn't because I was in the wrong job. I couldn't because this was this. So I, I can actually understand why that would be a comfort zone.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Why do you think people stay in their comfort zone in? Why do you believe generally that change sometimes
2: is challenging? Oh wow. Ch- change change, I-, I will take this one. That change is challenging because people, for whatever reason, either for the sake of for good reasons or bad reasons, just tend again to feel that they don't know what's around the corner. So they'd rather be in that moment or in that zone. And again, quite rightly said previously, some people actually thrive in their suffering because. They they somehow understand it or come to own it to the point where they can't see the wood from the trees, as we like to say. Now, again, I, I spoke to a few friends and I said to them, oh, well, wow, I'm going to be doing this thing, this uh, podcast called Reflections Over Coffee. And this is kind of the topic we'll be talking about. And I, and I just put it out there. And, I got talking to one of my friends, and she said, actually, she didn't mind me putting this out there. So it's it's not it's I'm just shortening her her perspective on things, but it's just to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. So she was in a relationship for two years, and mm-hmm. certain things happened. It didn't end the way it should have ended, though. The guy was with her during a very very difficult period in her life, but however, mm-hmm. coming close to the end and why they ended that relationship was simply because the guy had hurt her the same way someone else had done so in other words it was re- a repeat offender so to speak now it so happened that she moved on she changed her lifestyle she really got active in the gym she really she changed her lifestyle she got a job that she really liked yeah the, the other so things were going really well for her then all of a sudden mm-hmm. this guy reappeared two years later and two years later was probably was what two months ago and she said, Why is this happening now to me? Why is this happening now? This guy, this guy who she used to really like and thought it was they were probably gonna end up marrying the other, has turned out to reappear when she's fixed everything in her life. Why is this going on? And then clearly she's she has those feelings for the guy, even though the guy had basically left her with bad feelings in the end. So in what i'm trying to say here is this that we as human beings start to even in our in our quest for normality we we start to do irrational things and those irrational things are even considering going back with someone who in actual fact can't build or can't be part of that future but then we get stuck in our our own ways or our old ways in fact to say well Why can't we? Why can't we make something work? Well, clearly you can't. You can't make something work because it didn't work before. So what's going to change now? So in other words, we get so comfortable because we remember those times when that person was there for us, or we probably watched a good movie together, or the other. But the essence of it is: did we grow? If we didn't grow together, what me? What what change can you bring into this party that's going to make us grow and go to the next level? So in essence, it's just a case of creating that opportunity to then have that conversation because she was very open to say what she, her experience was. But then I said, ultimately, are you growing? If you're not growing, you can't force a dead plant to revive itself. It's dead for a reason. You've got to planted something new. So plant and water and see the increase in that new era of your life. Don't track back because once you do, you're killing that new plants you've created just to suit your old life. So that's kind of a very conceptual way I saw it and that's the way I passed it on to her
1: Colin's story was very interesting because it resonates with something I had gone through and I've often questioned myself why I had reacted in certain ways and I think it's the it's the human desire to have closure and the desire to make things right even if you weren't at fault you want to have the answers so that you can almost put that in its box and and leave it there it's probably your friend doesn't necessarily want to go back there but she wants to just see what went wrong or she just wants to check herself now the way she's become how she sees him because that would also be really interesting because when you're younger you forgive a lot more I think in relationships or you accept a lot more
2: you've given a very very intelligent side of the story but from the male perspective i said well why are you putting yourself through this if something hurt me i'm certainly not going to put my hand in fire again i want to move on i want to learn move on and the way i see it is putting yourself after all you've done through and now what you've done in your life to transform it yada 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 why should you then put yourself back in a position where this guy could potentially manipulate and destroy what?" you now have and so i was taking it from a very strong security point of view because as a guide this is how i see it but then again of course i i take on board what you said as a female trying to say well she's looking for closure the other but for me i'm saying why are you wasting the time move on <laughs> you change that's for a good reason because <laughs> yeah. i don't want to think about it if you have a foundation you've really gone through all that effort to make sure it's nice nicely done the last thing you want is Things like water to invade that foundation, you want to start building. And once you put the roof over, you know finally this is watertight. The last thing I want to do is start to revisit stuff that could destroy my 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 structure in the first place. So that's the way I took it. But yeah, I know the things of the heart are slightly different. We try to, as human beings, try to make a square peg fit in a round hole. And that's our doing. But hey, we have the right to have emotions, don't we? So I'm probably coming
1: from a point of view I don't think she should get back together with him but I think having a cup of coffee and having a chat and sort of looking at him with very different eyes would be very helpful for her and then she can walk away from that coffee going yeah I've done well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you say that and she took pretty much the same angle you took but I think Mm -hmm. that she came out of that meeting even more confused which is pretty interesting and that just Uh, led to my point of view where I said well again I can understand why you feel you need to be in this blah 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 blah, but do you not see what else can come out of your life since of what you've done? So, mm. so naturally, as human beings, I, I don't know what it is, and I'm not, I'm not Dr. Phil or someone, but I'm just trying to say that we put ourselves through so much stuff that we yeah. don't need to, because there's plenty of fish. There's different, there's a different world out there, and until we start to get out of that comfort zone, because to me, I felt she was trying to get back in a zone that oh. was actually dangerous for her when she, she's found this new life she's found this new approach to life and she was doing so well for someone to come in and potentially disrupt that as a friend I was trying to guide against that but ultimately what she does with her life is up to her isn't it so yeah
1: it's also difficult to make judgment when you don't have the full story um,
2: so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right yeah <laughs>
0: i think it also goes back to the difference between the male and the female perspective of these things uh generally i remember steve harvey always said that women they need closure Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: men can oh it's not working i'm not talking about all women and all men but he said that generally women would be more inclined to have that last conversation or interesting
2: that is very interesting but again I like this because ultimately it's saying that no matter what you're always going to get that but what What about this or what about that and I suppose again that's why it comes to communication isn't it is that essence of having to say well this is my view on this and I'm quite rigid on it and then it takes for you to say oh but women want closure because blah 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 or this person wants closure and then I can see the point as well but even with that I still think I'll hold the same view I'm sorry I'm stuck in my waist <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, Colin, your story is um, is kind of related to something else that Anthony Robbins said. you know Anthony Robbins? No, yeah. I do Yeah, so he said something that sometimes uh, when you pass through an experience that's unpleasant, for example, um, like your friend, she passed through a relationship that was unpleasant. So she starts linking um, love to suffering, but also... Oh. There is a part of her that links love to happiness. So she starts having this sort of conflict inside her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so because the same the same aspects of her life or the same the same, you know, side of her life, she's linking two different emotions to it. So maybe at this point when she talked to the guy, as you said, maybe she, she missed having someone in her life and the support and these things. But also there's the other side that you you actually mentioned that it wasn't a pleasant experience and you're kind of dragging yourself back to suffering so i think this is the phase where she would be like back and forth i should talk to him well no i shouldn't talk to him you know so it ends whether also when you're making a change whether you've actually moved on from the past phase or you're still you haven't actually you know resolved things inside of you so that when you move on you just move on. you know Mm. Uh,
2: You make an interesting point, Eva.
0: So, the meal number 37, or the familiar meal, we can call it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It could be also, I was thinking about that, it could be um, related to identity as well. That's something that I've, you know, I've seen with some of the people I met in my life with myself, and um, for example, that you got used to being, um, to perceiving yourself or your identity a certain way. And then Mm -hmm. years pass by, you know, uh, you go through experiences, you know, your life changes. But in order to cope with a new life and new conditions, you might need to actually change the way you view your own identity as a person. You know what I mean? Like, for example, um, if someone has been like, let's say, a, a nice girl who's calm and sweet. So on. and then she worked in sales let's say okay um so um she might potentially need to acquire the skills of you know putting herself out there uh of, you know to express what she wants to say and then accept whether either rejection or acceptance you know just to put herself mm-hmm. out there so so i've seen this with several people that i know that the idea of your view of yourself or your identity or who you are uh, it's 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 kind of a blend of your past and your future the The idea of the transition sometimes is quite challenging um because your old self is kind of your comfort zone somehow
1: I think your old self is also what you feel is acceptable to people um, hmm. you know you you often play a role don't you I find especially when you're younger you you accept a lot of situations and you you would, probably react in a way that puts you in a good light where that may not be your truth. Um, hmm. I just find now that I'm older, if if something's unacceptable, you still embrace it with love and kindness. I mean, you would never want to hurt somebody, but you, you certainly are a lot. Um, you, you're not as scared to stand up for yourself as you were maybe when you were younger. I mean, I'm just to clarify, I'm in, in my forties now, <laughs> Um, And certainly when I was in my 20s and 30s, it was very hard for me to to voice a lot of the discontent. And a friend of mine, she's one of the directors of a very large company here, and she's just put herself out there to do public speaking. And it's ruined the last two weeks of her life because she has been so nervous to actually just give this talk. And she's totally out of her comfort zone, and she's done it, and she actually did it very well. She said to me on the phone, I'm glad I did it and I'm glad I changed, but it's not comfortable. It's too uncomfortable. I'm going back to where I feel comfortable. So it's quite interesting how people do try and change themselves to um, to advance themselves, but maybe sometimes it is too much out of their comfort zone.
2: Yeah, well, again, I suppose it's also identifying what are shortfalls. So like everyone else, everyone has their, their strong points and their, mm. should we call it weak points? No, I don't think we should call it weak points. We should find another word, the area of development, that developmental area. And so mm. if your friend had recognized, like anyone else, that, well, you know, I tend to do these things so well, but in the process, these parts are still, in my mind, are developmental areas. No matter how you explain to that friend, oh, no, you're great, you're fantastic, da da-da-da, that person still has the back of their mind only if, and if I can find a way to change that development area, I will do it. So one, kudos to your friend for even doing that, but then tell your fr- but potentially telling your friend, well, you in yourself or within yourself have identified an area that maybe you weren't so comfortable with and you wanted to change that. Now you've done it. It seems a bit like you've overexposed yourself. Of course, you can tailor it in a little, but ultimately... You've now opened a new world to yourself that, frankly, if you start to explore it still, you might find that that was exactly what you needed to go to the next level. Because we as human beings, I know myself best to know where I'm really strong and where I should actually kick myself to do better. And it's now up to me, myself, that to actually do that. And it's it's, it's in the recognizing, in essence, is what I'm trying to say. That's oh, the first step to the yeah. self-realization that, you know what, if I'm given this new task or if I take on this new task or this new project, that's going to get me out of that familiar place. So in other words, it opens our world up again. And I suppose that's still part of the aspect of what we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, exactly. Also, the, the people that I know in my life who are, are used to getting out of their comfort zone. I like people who travel a lot or um, those who work in you know like a job like sales or any job where you have to deal with different people and put yourself out there generally I feel like they get um, more comfortable with the whole idea of of change you can put them anywhere in the world and they will just you know
1: handle it (laughs) (laughs) you know you know I think you've touched on something that I thought about when you first brought up the, the subject of change and I think actually we accept change a lot of the time and it's things like the seasons, um, holidays, having children, political situations, we actually embrace them um, mm-hmm. but I think it's when it becomes a lot more personal um, then it, the failure or the loss of control um, and we think that you know maybe it's additional commitment and I have to do more I don't want to do that or the past changes that you've done were not sustainable, so they make you more fearful. So I think there's changes that we readily accept and are happy to accept, Um, that's life. And then it's those hardcore ones that are more on a personal level that are a little bit more difficult.
0: Very interesting. How does being comfortable with change and exploration affect a human being's life?
2: Well, change is inevitable, and change brings re- revitalization, renewal. It brings, it brings, it takes fear, takes us into the unknown, and then it catapults us to to the next level we need to be at, because a yeah. human endeavor, a human endeavor is to actually say we can do so much more, but we don't recognize it at the time. But then once we do that, it it changes our perspectives forever now what i used to do when i was in my early 20s yeah the other i i still do to be fair i tend to read more books and more autobiographies Mm -hmm. it's through autobiographies that you get to learn so much more about that character that person's mindset it's through that mindset that you find out what was the opportunity available at the state, we had to hit each stage to know I can do bigger, better than this, or I can incorporate this idea from something else I've heard from somewhere else. Again, it's that exposure, that exposure to travel. Now, a very short, just to summarize what I've said, we need to be in a position where we can transform ourselves from where we are now to where we're going, because it's always everyone has a destination and it's part of our journey.
1: That's beautifully said, Colin, and I I actually took something out of it. You you talk about the mindset, and what sprung to mind for me was mindfulness. It's it's your attitude towards this change because you can't tell anyone to change. They have to choose that themselves. And if you see change as being something beautiful, um, if you look, most people are very reluctant towards change, and they completely ignore its beauty. They feel that change can be so damaging. um, So they refrain from taking risks and they Mm. can only see the negative and, and are afraid of embracing the good that might come from it. And if you have this mindset that it will bring something new and positive into your life, of course, um, initial um, stages are always challenging, but these changes can be accepted gracefully and the result can be absolutely amazing. And I mean, an analogy new crops don't grow until the old ones are removed right yeah. uh, and like rain doesn't come unless the weather changes um and it's it's about embracing it and being mindful that accepting the emotions of going yes i'm fearful why am i fearful analyzing that um it was nietzsche who said um what is it a person can endure um, anyhow if they only have a why isn't that true yeah and so I think a lot of the times we're so scared of change because we don't have a clear purpose because we haven't actually been mindful or looked at ourselves and gone how can I stretch myself how is this situation scaring me Um, am I really going to lose something of value because of this change or am I actually going to benefit from it who could benefit along with me so it's about almost doing a mind map for yourself before you embark on it to maybe embrace it in a different way.
2: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well said.
0: Thank you. <laughs> the questions are very, um, they're very deep and be very, very honest yeah. with yourself about your purpose and why you're doing that. And, um, and also, forgiving yourself for the mistakes that you make could be a part of um, you know, it could facilitate the idea of exploring because if you're afraid yeah. to make yeah. mistakes all the time, I don't think you're gonna explore anything new. <laughs> I think you're gonna just stick to, mm. you know, exactly. your normal, you know, common way of doing everything. Um, so just accepting that you're human and making sure that you're honest with yourself, of course, at the beginning and knowing what you're getting yourself into but also being able to forgive yourself if, you know, you tried something, it didn't work, it's okay.
1: You were asking, what is my meal number 37? And I first thought, well, it's probably my home. And then I thought a little bit deeper than that. Um, And I think my comfort zone at work is definitely staying within the same realm of people and projects and I seem to Mm. always be pushed into more senior positions and bigger projects and my comfort zone is procrastination um which is not good um if I can't deal with something I procrastinate terribly Mm. and it stresses me out and the more that I procrastinate the more I resist um the more I lose its sweetness isn't it because change Mm. is ultimately beautiful and inevitable if we um take that path and I think what I take out of that is that the beauty of change remains in its consistency and whenever I have been pushed into something that's made me feel really uncomfortable I came up on the other side going wow I didn't know I could do that but before I get to that stage there's a lot of stress and a lot of procrastination so yeah my number 37 is not a good meal
0: (laughs) 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 so what do you think you need in order to be
1: more comfortable with change in this area? Um, I was given a task recently and I, I said, there's no way I'm going to do it. There's, I, I just, I thought you've got to be joking. And for mm-hmm. once, I actually thought, okay, what's, my, what's the worst thing that can go wrong? And I mind map my entire journey of the pros, the cons, and I've never done that before. So I think it's actually digging deeper and understanding what are my personal skills and what could go wrong and if something goes wrong who could I ask for help and how can I pull this together so I think is um it's a bit of the Jahari's window for myself is understanding those angles for those that don't know Jahari's window is is we've got sides to our personality that we either don't know about or don't acknowledge yeah. and it's about really digging deeper and, and sometimes being quite painful um and saying look this is not good so what's keeping you back what what are the memories or um, what are the skills that you feel you're lacking, etc. So probably for me to overcome it is to really dig a lot deeper. And I've done that mm-hmm. and it's been good. It's mm. great. Yeah. Wonderful. So
0: Colin, how about you?
2: Yeah. So I suppose in thinking about it, my meal number 37 is potentially always wanting to do things myself. I'm very independent to the point where, Sometimes it may look like I'm not trying to be a team player, which is actually quite incorrect the way I see it, looking back on the Jahari's window scenario. But it's a case of wanting to do things myself to the point where I then take on too much and then trying to necessarily offload it. By that time, most people may think, oh, yeah, but you wanted to do it yourself. Now, why do you want someone else's support? But the point is, at the time, they don't see what I have to go through in terms of trying to understand that task and then trying to divvy it up at the appropriate time just to make it sizable, manageable for all my staff, that sort of thing. So I would say that that's where I tend to be very, uh, I suppose, I, I don't, don't give my best or seem to be giving my best to others. Now, how do I change that clearly is communicating, being more open, being, or explaining to people this is the way I work. And just understand, building that understanding so everyone's aware of how I am. And what are my my weak points or my, my blindsided points? And that would help everyone in general push towards a, a, a task that we can achieve.
0: What's one thing you're taking away from today?
1: I think that change is consistent and change is beautiful.
2: I say change allows us to, to grow. And if we... Train not only ourselves but those around us to see it that way. Yeah. I think will actually lead towards more innovative, a more innovative world where people are willing to take risks, willing to fail, and not see it as failure but rather as growth.
0: Very inspiring. Thank you guys for today. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I hope we had thank a great you. time. Hmm.
2: And thank you for getting us on, Ebba. Really, yes. really good assistance of you.
1: Yes, <laughs> <So laughs> lovely to meet you, Colin. So,
0: <laughs> good luck with it all, Keva. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. See you That's too. Fun. One great tip that Michael Heppel gave in his book *Flip It* on how to train your mind to accept change which is to try to change something every day. It could be like taking a different route on the way home, or changing something about the way you dress, or ordering a new meal other than your everyday meal. That way you would feel that every day is a new day and a different day. So change would be just a natural part of your life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and until next time.